Welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. Weather of the Mind podcast, we're trying to give you some practical, practical approaches to emotional health. That might mean some practical skills or it might just mean some practical philosophy, the philosophy of everyday life. Really trying to draw on the old, the old Greek philosopher traditions thinking of philosophy as a subject which is paramount to a good life, a foundational to a good life. And today I think this is a good topic that relates, we're talking about meaning and how the search for meaning or how understanding meaning and finding meaning is foundational to many other aspects of life. I could be talking about practical cooking skills today and that might be very important for the day-to-day, but that might be like first first floor kind of thing. But the foundation, that solid rock and stone, that cement, I'm mixing metaphors here because we also want uh, to be able to be bending and malleable. So maybe we stick with the thought of we are boats on the water instead of houses on land. So if each of us is a boat on the water, that makes a little more sense because we're more vulnerable to the storms and the ebbs and flows and tides. And perhaps that meaning is our compass or our steering, our rudder that guides that ship, that boat. Yeah, I like that better. So here's a quote, and this quote comes from comes from, uh, you recognize the voice of Samuel L. L. Jackson from a movie from 2000 called Unbreakable. And he's playing a character called Elijah Price. And this quote, I must have seen this movie 15, 20 years ago. Well, 15 or 17 or 18 years ago. And I don't remember the movie very much. But this quote just echoed in my mind for a while at the time and meant a lot to me. And then it faded for a while and has subsequently reappeared. So let's play this excerpt and then we'll take it from there. You know what the scariest thing is? To not know your place in this world. To not know why you're here. That's... It's just an awful feeling. You know what the scariest thing is? To not know your place in the world. To not know why you're here. That's, that's an awful feeling. Boom, what a quote. I think this quote is really important because it connects meaning and knowing your niche, your place, your calling, your vocation with anxiety or want if there's a lack of one there's gonna be presence of the other or vice versa now this is not the only root of anxiety but this is part of some sort of existential anxiety that's why he says to not know why you're here that that's an awful feeling that gnawing that anxiety that that distress and conversely to know why you're here and we've experienced this at times Even in moments, when you're on the baseball field and you're playing shortstop, when you're playing a game or basketball and you're fully involved in your role and you know what you're trying to accomplish and you you feel fully present, 
I mean, that's what we're shooting for in life in a way. Life is the ultimate sport. And to know, hi, I'm playing shortstop. My job is to play great defense and turn those double plays. And then when I get to bat, make good contact. So what I'm saying here is finding our niche and finding our meaning and finding our calling is very important but often challenging work. So I want to try to stimulate that conversation and I'm brainstorming that to be a theme of the next season, the search for meaning. Now, I like to look back on olden times, not to say they're better, but just to contrast. It's like when you travel and you go cross-culturally. Wow, I, w- I went to visit uh, Estonia and I found that there the people were X, Y, and Z. That's pretty different than how we are in America. Oh, I went down to Mexico for a few months and this is what I learned. And it makes me realize that X, Y, and Z is somewhat relative, somewhat malleable. So when we travel or when we look into history, we see aspects of culture that are malleable, that are changeable. But we also see the universals. The fact that these type of conversations, these type of situations, these type of challenges existed then and now. So... In practical philosophy, people have been exploring what is the purpose of life, what is the meaning of life. This is a very human exploration. We have a lot of intelligence and and it's quite logical to ponder where and why. But this topic is really important now, as I said, compared to olden times. And olden times is a very vague concept, but it refers to pre-modern times of all different sorts, where most people would have been very much part of a family, tribe, community, clan, fill in the blanks. Now we have more freedom of the individual, which has great benefits, but... This also includes a lot of existential challenges because if you grew up in a tight clan 3,000 years ago and you were part of that team every day, almost all the time, you were part of the group that gathered, you were the part of that group that hunted, you were the part of the group that helped raise the kids, you were the part of the group that cleaned up, whatever. You had your role in the clan And at the same time, it was most likely that you shared spiritual rituals, religious rituals together. And remember, those the word the root of the word religion is religio, which means in Latin to bind. So the religion explored the existential and the meaning, but it really was reinforcing that you are part of this group. You are bound. These are your people. That that's where religion has come from. This binding of the tribe and clan together, unifying us in our deepest feelings. But we don't have that as much anymore. Even People who still go to church and temple, they still do not have this access to this raw emotional connection that was a part of old time religious experience as I understand it. Like I said, we might find that more frequently in sporting environments where they're more emotional. Now this varies from church to church. I was raised in predominantly white Catholic settings. When I had the opportunity to visit Black Baptist Church, the experience was completely different. And it was much more emotional, much more visceral, a lot more dancing, vocalizations, louder music, drum sets. So even within the American landscape of religion, we see a variation to how emotional the experience is. But I'm getting off track here. 
Let's focus back on the search for meaning and why it is so important. I'm going to posit that it's really important because the search for meaning and the confusion over meaning is one of the fundamental issues of our day. And coming to some appreciation and recognition of how ubiquitous, how widespread this problem is across all types of people um, and all, you know, incomes and races and whatnot. This is a really common problem, especially in America, because America as the melting pot, it's an easier place to have cultural relativism. To, if you're in a place where everyone goes to the same religion, it's easier to just, you know, see that as the one way to see the world. But in in the American culture and increasingly more um, multi multicultural spaces throughout the world, we have more of this cultural relativism, which makes us realize that there is no one way. And these are many ways of seeing something common. But what is that something common? What is under all these religions? And it might just be that we need meaning. The human just needs meaning. It needs to find a meaningful path. It needs often to feel that it's been meaningful to other people, validate them socially. We might find that our meaning does not match up entirely with our jobs, but it's got to be a part. It's got to be a fundamental part of who we are and how we frame our days. Again, if we're talking about meaning, we're talking about like mission. Now, that quote from Samuel L. Jackson, I didn't remember it verbatim. In my mind, it was more, this is how I recall that quote, is to not know your mission, to not know your calling is a horrible thing. To not know your mission, to not know your calling is a horrible thing. But to know our mission, to know our calling is to, to both know ourselves and know what really drives us and motivates us, but also to understand our world, understand our society, and understand where we can fit in. Because we have to match what's inside of us and what's outside of it and sort of find a harmony. I think this is where that meaning comes together. Let me toss a quote out for you. Here's a great, a great quote from our man Nietzsche who said, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. He who has a why to live can bear almost any how. Viktor Frankl also is worth mentioning in this conversation. He wrote the book, A Man's Search for Meaning, which perhaps is worth considering on the future of this podcast because he was in a concentration camp and realized that fundamentally... We had to find meaning and purpose, no matter how troubling and how discouraging our circumstances were. That was man's ultimate freedom, is finding meaning. And he was facing the annihilation of himself and friends and family in the concentration camp. He did survive and was able to write this book afterwards. However, he did lose his family. Certainly, I've pondered doing some shows that relate to the environment the destruction of the environment. I've been pondering doing shows that relate to the raw, senseless violence, the desperate, cowardly violence of mass shooting. I think a lot about suicide and how we have to address suicide because if we live in a society where there are a lot of suicides, even if it does not affect us directly, it does affect every one of us. This is the very visible and 
very desperate lack of meaning, lack of calling. Hey, audio guy, can we hear that clip one more time? You know what the scariest thing is? To not know your place in this world. To not know why you're here. That's... It's just an awful feeling. I'm so pleased to have reconnected with this soundbite. It is as powerful as I remember it. All right, back to the brainstorm. So when we talk about lack of meaning, the term is nihilism, which comes from the Latin for nihil, nothing. It's basically uh, a product of the last few hundred years where the domination of the notion of God and religion as the ultimate meaning has been questioned. And this has created a bit of a vacuum. And in that vacuum, there's a lot of people who would identify as nihilistic and just that life has no meaning. And that might not be the wrong point of view. Maybe life doesn't have inherent meaning, but our lives, I believe, do and need that meaning in order to, in order to survive. So where do we find that meaning and how is it sustainable? A mother devoted to her children, is that enough meaning? Our families, you know, where do we find this meaning? And I think the meaning must be, is best to be transcendent. So you might have the meaning of caring for someone for a number of years. And this is a very important, meaningful task in life. But I don't, I still don't know if it's the most, the paramount meaning. Because those kids will grow or that person will pass and your life will go on. So what? I want you to think about defining your meaning that is that kind of ties together who you are as a person in your younger ages, what, what you cared about as a five and six and seven year old with who, who you want to be and who you care to be uh, in your last, your last year of life. So can we find a, a sense of defining our meaning? that connects our whole life and connects our whole being. But again, meaning really is not intrinsic solely. It is the connection between who we are and the outside world. So meaning often relates to finding a need, a purpose in the outside world. I would posit that some of the most grounded people have found a vocation, a job that fulfills them. I think most jobs have their Zen, have their opportunity to care for and love other people, have an opportunity to be there. But again, the job will come and go. So how do we go a level below that and define our mission? Every nonprofit organization has to define their mission. They need a mission statement. So perhaps we should have a curriculum where we work with seven, eight, nine-year-olds to define their mission statement. And every year we engage them in school to redefine or check in on that mission statement. So that's something that it can build and evolve and grow. Because just saying, oh, this is the mission statement of this church and this temple is not holding for everyone. Society is evolving and we're less supportive and encouraged by large institutions. But when a tree falls in the forest, a big old massive tree, what happens? 
There is a huge opening of new sunlight in that forest. And there's a lot of little trees and little plants that will move into that spot. So I think there's some cycle to, to nihilism and faith and meaning. And perhaps we're at a point where the large institutions are falling. They are collapsing. But this is an opportunity for new growth. And I like to think much smaller, more local growth. But what does that look like? Yes, we can do our meaningful reflections on our own, but how does that connect to our community and our tribe and our clan on the weekly, on the daily? Well, this is truly turned into a brainstorm episode. And by a brainstorm episode, I mean it is a bit of a meander. It is a bit of a flowing river. And you as a listener are right there with me, with me in spirit. I'm speaking with you throwing it down, sharing it with you. Please send me some thoughts and feedback if you got any. We got a lot more to talk about in this topic because nihilism and meaning. Yeah, we need a term for not, if there's a spectrum from, well, I don't know what the term is for absolute meaning, finding absolute meaning in life, and a term for no meaning, nihilism. What's the term for some middle path there? where we're aware of the nihilism and the skepticism in the world, but we're actively pursuing our search for meaning as a constant process, our growing, our learning. But we're also found some of the roots, some of the, some of the constant elements, maybe even a few keywords that we know. This is what I live for. This is what I'm devoted for. Because I, I do believe that we can come to peace with this life of ours but a big part of it is finding our meaning and doing our best to be true to that meaning. I believe that when we come to pass, we'll reflect back and say, what did we serve? What do we spend our time? Time is the ultimate currency. How do we devote that time? And if we devote it to something that we found meaning and worthwhile, I think we'll be okay. And we'll say, you know what? I lived a good life. I've served something larger than myself, and that goes on, whether it's our children, whether that's our projects, whether that's our profession, whether that's a vocation or an artistic path. It doesn't have to be our job. It can be a few hours a week that we find, that we carve out, that we devote to what we find most meaningful. And this can ground us and provide a lot of joy and optimism for the rest of our week. I want to talk about optimism and pessimism today, but we'll save that for another day. This is a good brainstorm. I think we stoked some good mental fires, and let's leave it at that. Here's to living and learning. Keep positive. Bye-bye.